Well, it is November now. <laughs> What's that? So I thought that was a beer. I thought it, I'm like, oh, well, it is November now. Oh no, I I wasn't trying to do uh, a full sober October as far as beers go. <laughs> oh no, it's just the BMX thing. Uh, kinda is it was uh, more not being a piece of shit in October. <laughs> okay. No, uh, my whole thought behind it was uh, got in the habit, you know, Friday night, you got Saturday and Sunday off, mm-hmm. getting into a bunch of beers. And then uh, Saturday, when I have a chance to actually ride my bike, I always felt like shit. Yeah. Because I drank a bunch of beers the night before. So it was more, October was more about just setting intentions and prior prioritizing, like, <laughs> riding and what mm. i wanted to do the next day and just trying to get out of that habit yeah and uh I, uh yeah so that, that's why it's kind of important to do it for me is just step back relook mm. at it you know remember why you want to do it yeah that's that kind cool. of stuff yeah I, but well, definitely yeah. have some beers in october <laughs> me too <laughs> oh yeah i'm sure <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Uh, it went well, though. At least yeah. I thought. Did, how yeah. many times did you even get to ride, though? Uh, actually, quite a bit. Um, uh, I'd say probably six or seven times. Oh, nice. Yeah, which, which is pretty solid. Um, the one weekend I did a solo trip. Uh, to the other side of the mountains and rode uh, Polson, St. Ignatius, and one other park. And I really thought I would get a lot of stuff done that weekend. But uh, my brakes went out. I was trying to opposite five tap mm-hmm. for like an hour. And then my brakes went out. And then uh, the parks were honestly just sick. And like I sent you a couple pictures, like that bull with that jersey barrier, like that yeah. set up. And, you know, it just more or less just felt like riding the park, that trying stuff. Instead of getting stuck on the opposite five tap for two hours because you really want to do it. And the end of the session was pretty much that. So then I was trying to do it pretty much breakless. No and, way. <laughs> no, it just, not, not with one hop. That was not happening. Right. Yeah, I mean that's I was I had intentions to try and do all three of mine in one day and then it just did not work out at all. Like <laughs> I Why? did well the first thing I did the day that I did the underhanded whip was the underhanded whip. Like got to raise instantly went to work. Did you watch the video? Yeah, it's sick. So then Austin and Nick Yanetta both like started trying it too. So it was a cool little thing. But then I forget what it was, but I was immediately going to go from there to trying the opposite ice pick in the new grind room on the yeah. sub that I ended up doing it on. And like, I, I don't remember what happened, but stuff just kept like, I don't, I don't even remember what it was. Like obviously not significant enough that I was like, <laughs> burned into my brain but things kept coming up and i didn't even end up getting to try oh i know what it was there was people filming in there when i went to go try it 
So I was like, uh, well, I'm not going to set up my phone and like try and sit here and do a trick for however long it takes while there's literally a dude standing in the center of the new grind room. So I was just like waiting and waiting. And I'm like, well, like whatever, I'll go do something else. So the oppo ice pick never even got to happen. And then the flatland, I mean, dude, what I included in the video from Ray's trying flatland was like, the tiniest fraction of what actually happened that night of trying Flatland. It's hard. Well, that trick, apparently, like, Trevor kind of said it in the beginning, and it's in the video where he's like, well, you can't really do it without four pegs. The thing that I was trying, I just didn't take no for an answer. You know how that right. can be. <laughs> just Absolutely. 40 minutes straight of trying a trick that literally, like, just wasn't going to work. Yeah. It sucked destined to fail from the get-go yeah 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 uh yeah the first i think it was the first day of october it was really nice weather and i was like i'm gonna go down there was uh it's a parking lot with like a sidewalk and then it's uh probably a four foot bank in mm -hmm. and i was like oh this is gonna be perfect to do the hop with it yeah so I go there and just had a complete, like, mental breakdown. Like, uh, I don't know how hop whips are or whips in general are for you. But for me, like, uh, there's something in my mind that clicks right before I, like, pull up on it. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I mentally, like, think, like, in the back of my head, like, you got it. And then it, then it goes like pedals. Like that's just how my thought flips. Mm -hmm. And then muscle memory kicks in. You hop, you kick it, comes around, you look for pedals. Yeah. And that day I had that thought. I think I tried it probably 50 times. And I bet I've had that thought at least 35 of those times. Oh, God. And for whatever reason, I never fully committed to it. And literally, literally mental anguish. Yeah. Like I, it was so like, it was so hard for me just because I knew 30 plus times, like I was going to pull it, mm -hmm. but I was never fully committing to it. And that was probably hour, hour and a half and just got, I mean, bummed, well, like bummed, bummed. Dude, that's a long time to be bunny hopping consecutively. Yeah, but every, I, I kept thinking, I was like, you got this. Like, yeah. you know, I've done into box landings and stuff like that. And you're like, I got this. Right. And it just never, it, it never worked out. And God. yeah, and, and that that's why uh, I wanted to do it next to that train mm -hmm. and that picture. Because I was like, well, I'm going to time it up with a train. And when the train's coming, you know, for the sake of the picture, yeah. it's got to happen. Yeah. And then that, that'll remove, like, any of the weird subconscious thoughts. Mm -hmm. And uh, I timed it up with a train. And the first one I kicked, and it came around, and I caught my right foot, and my left foot dabbed. And then I was, then you know it's like with whips mm -hmm. and then you're just like oh my gosh this is it back. yep yeah it took 
a couple more cranks and then pulled it. So that's awesome. It was the yeah. train. <laughs> the, train the train. The train is real. I was Brian Wismerski put out a video, I guess, and I saw a clip that he posted from it. I don't even know if it was him or not, but there was a train going right by the skate park in the clip. And I was like, yep, that's the train. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I the. Think... go ahead. I was just going to say the yo-yo thing I did, the first one I landed, I landed it as a train was the big, the first car, the train was crossing into the video. Like something to it. There really is. Yeah. It's even a mental thing. I guarantee it's the me- it's the same mental thing that you just described of, oh, I want to do it with the train beside it. So I'm like, you take away all the external variables in your brain and just make yourself really focus on it. Yeah. Look, that and it, uh, at least for the pop whip, that was, that's something that was one trick I'm, honestly never really liked doing mm-hmm. boy yeah, i think it kind of hurts and uh it's not like like a lot of the lip lords tricks where you're doing like bar tap ice clutch mm-hmm. tooth and like you got all those tricks already unlocked and it's yeah. just willpower to like like get them all lined up and sync at one time it's something that like have a known mental block going into it and if you can't get past that mental block you're not going to pull it but as soon as you get past that mental block you know have the ability to do it have done it have the muscle memory and just shutting your brain off Mm -hmm. and making it happen well it's literally when you're at that stage of it and you don't do them all the time it's relearning the trick every single time you do it even though you know how to do the trick and that's the most frustrating trick you can possibly do. Yeah, I. Now you mentioned it, I feel like I might have tried to throw a couple of them in October, and I don't even know if I, I might have filmed it, but I can't even remember. I forgot to put it in the video either way, but I did start to put my foot over on one, but I was just. I could feel how dead tired I was and I was like there's no possible way I'm going to be able to have the strength to do this right now yeah oh yeah that's the other part is I mean it's a lot of upper body strength too so mm-hmm. like I mean I probably should have stopped trying sooner when when you get past like 30 tries but I you know full headed you're a bike rider like <laughs> yeah. can't yeah, give up much. yeah <laughs> and dude yeah. Uh, what the hell was I going to say? Bet you're feeling that the next day. Oh, yeah, for sure. And honestly, I was, I mean, I I'm, I can't stress enough. I was bummed out. Like, I came home, uh, Rhiannon and my wife, she was like, uh, um, she was like, how was that? And I was like, terrible. <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. Just a bad mood. I think I did maybe even like four other tricks because I just had like had my intention set like I'm going to go and do this going to start the month off right going to get this and you know come out of the gate running and that did not happen at all so I don't think I rode for like four or five days after that yeah I just bummed I feel like sometimes 
at least me, I'd almost need that reality check. Like, the universe saying, like, smacking you with a fly swatter, like, stay on the ground. Stay grounded, kid. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we both know that we and we both have the days where everything you try just works. Oh yeah. And this is the opposite of that. Yeah, and it's I mean, that's you know, don't want to get too much into it, but that's also like the great part about BMX is the failure mm-hmm. that you you literally have to accept it and move on and uh decide to keep going. Yeah. Um, same thing with, uh, well, it wasn't to the same extent, but with that opposite five tap, I tried it in St. Ignatius. There was a, it was a concrete park. They had a four foot quarter. It was like perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, so a lot of the quarters out here are either smaller and tighter tranny or a lot bigger. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think I could get it around on a bigger quarter and tried that for a while. Brakes gave out ended up just still having fun at the park and riding around and then uh, uh, about a week later I went to Shelby it was really cold um, started trying it uh, ended up like ripping off the size of a dime out of my hand my callus came yeah. off my hand was bleeding it was like 33 degrees uh, I wrecked and then I was like laying on uh, I was laying on the ground and I had the thought in my head like why are you doing this today like just you're done mm-hmm. like it's, it's it's not meant to happen like try to figure something else from the list and then like mentally I was like no fuck that mm-hmm. and I went to our car and uh, I don't know if you can tell in the picture but uh, I had one right-handed snowboarding glove. Yep, I, I could see it. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. So my right hand is hurting. So I put that on, and then like my hand kept slipping on the grips, the snowboarding glove. And I was like, I don't even know if this is going to happen. Tried it like 20 more times, and I did one where I hopped two times, and I came in. And then just like that, it was like, you know, like you – you, you fail, you fail, you fail, you fail. And then yeah. you have that little spark that's like, wait, like, no. Come on, keep pushing. Yeah. And then maybe 10 tries later, I did one where I hopped once. And I was super psyched. And then I was like, ah, like that, that, that checks the box. Mm-hmm. But let's, let's learn this trick. Yeah. Like actually learn it. Right. And then maybe 10 tries after that, I did two where I didn't hop and uh, the one I filmed, I did it uh, opposite and then I came back and did it regular right after. Yeah. Just so psyched. So incredibly psyched. I mean, like, like yelling. Yeah. You know? Like and, I did after the flatland trick. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Uncontrollable, just your mind is just unleashing all of that, like, built up energy like you were pulling a rubber band back the whole time you're trying it and then you land the trick and it just lets go yeah exactly and it just comes out of you you know yeah so stoked that was awesome i would really love to have been like a 
a dog in the dog park or somebody sitting over there eating their lunch whenever I landed that flatland trick because especially somebody who'd be eating their lunch over there at the park because they'd just be watching me rolling in circles for like 15 minutes and then I literally like sit the bike down they probably would have been like what the hell is this dude doing and I get up with it and roll away and just start yelling yeah <laughs> oh that's hilarious wow Cody's in the chat Barnes yeah hell yeah Cody that's funny because Huck's yeah. dad was just in here like, I just realized Sponge was Cody. Thinking that you and Cody are the same person. Like, And then Cody just jumped in here like, that's weird. Well, that's a compliment. Because Cody is a handsome stud. Not with that beard he's got right now. Uh, I bet he pulls <laughs> it off well. He does. I'm just giving him crap. Uh, but yeah, that... I was the same way, like wanting to take the trick further with the opposite ice pick because it yeah. was so easy to land. The first one I did was literally first try at that spot. Mm-hmm. I, I, I knew it would be pretty easy to do it on that little sub, but I didn't think it was just going to happen first try. So it was immediately like, okay, it was that easy. I guess I have to do it somewhere else now. Mm-hmm. And that just ended up leading to the steep quarter. Yeah, it's a steep quarter. That's pretty sweet that you did it on that. Yeah, it wasn't too bad just because like, if you mess up, as long as you're in control enough to just land on your feet, it's basically, it's such a short transition from the coping to the where the deck is flat ground that you just like pretty much put your feet down and just stand there. Yeah, just let go of the bike. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then you freaking did opposite foof to opposite ice on a sub. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was right after doing the opposite five tap, and uh, there's not a sub there, so I just moved that picnic table over. Mm-hmm. And uh, before I tried it, I was kind of worried about doing it because, you know, a picnic table's not a sub. Yeah. So there's no spot for your back tire to rest. Right, and I was right, like, right. I'm going to keep getting, like, swung under the bench. I'm sure. And, I'm sure. You keep talking. Okay. And so I was like, oh, I'm not sure if this is going to work. And then I, I come up and I opposite feeble it. And then I go to opposite ice it. And I kind of loop it back. And then the third try, I opposite ice it. And then I went around the park. And, like, I didn't even stop riding. And then I went to opposite foof it and dropped the ice. And I almost pulled it. And I was like, oh. And then I just rode around again and opposite foop to opposite iced it. I mean, that was all within five tries. How crazy is and, that? Yeah. I mean, never have done the opposite ice or the opposite foop to opposite ice. I, I mean, I feel like because we both do ice picks and ice is on subs, you kind of can just like make your body do the motion and mm-hmm. having a, especially having nothing underneath you can land angled on it even if you're not straight up and down enough because that was my problem at millersburg and i you watched the video so you saw because it's angled i just couldn't well, it, get an up and down enough well it's it's angled like a wedge so you have to over like, yeah literally yeah yeah <coughs> Excuse me. and then that one attempt 
uh, where I almost slipped out of it and smashed my ribs was enough to be like, yeah, nope. And then you go to raise and a straight up and down wooden sub and just first try. Yeah, for sure. It's the way things work. Uh, before it gets too far away from it, somebody was asking about doing a switch stuff with your feet switched too. And just if either of us do that, I do that sometimes just riding opposite foot forward, but not nothing in- and like super into just messing around with like the park mm-hmm. doing runs, but right. not manuals, no nose manuals, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, when I was riding with little JT two days ago, he tried to do opposite foot jam. So I was like, oh, I'll try opposite foot jam. And I just ended up switching my feet and just trying it with my opposite foot. And it was like working. I didn't pull one. Oh, really? Yeah, I just, I was like leaned over. Everything was good, but it felt like I had zero control on. uh, Your back end? Not that, in my feet to where if I needed to put my left foot down, I couldn't. It's like I'm not used to having my foot in that spot. So I couldn't take it off the pedal to put it down. It was weird. Yeah, like it was again stuck in the, your wheel, in your fork. No, like like that. that part was fine. I could go to my pedal easy. It's but if when I felt because I'm putting my right foot in the tire, left foot on the pedal, I felt like I couldn't do anything with my left foot if I needed to. Oh, so it was tripping me out. Yeah, that, that, they're normally. I mean. I always just do it with my regular foot, yeah. opposite direction, and that works. Did uh, JT pull it? Yeah. So, which foot did he use? His normal foot. So it was basically an inside opposite foot jam. Right. Uh, yeah, I just I, don't know, I couldn't really get my mind wrapped around doing that that way. Mm-hmm. So I just, yeah. I'm going to pull it at Rays this weekend if I go. Right on. Yeah, supposed to go to Nate Powell's jam tomorrow, but it's going to be 40 mile an hour wind gusts. Oh, that's nothing. <laughs> On a six foot spine? No, it's, yeah, 40, 40 something. You're like, yeah. We had seventy. We had 75 this week, that's why I'm, I'm just saying that. Do you ride in that? No, no, okay. no. It's, no, it's, it's hard to walk in it. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I just tease them. That's terrifying. I mean, you told me about the hang five in the wind. Oh you just, my like, god! Waited until it stopped you. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's it's just crazy out here. Like, I mean, uh, what's what's in Worcester today? Right now, uh, I'll yeah. just look at it right this second and tell you. My phone says, well, when it wants to load. 65 right now well today tomorrow is going to be 30s 40s but then starting monday i think it's a high of six yeah i'm gonna pull it up on my phone just to be able to read exactly it yeah like monday tuesday wednesday i think it's supposed to snow and be (laughs) it's literally monday is a high of 10 and a low of negative one yeah it gets worse Tuesday is I have seven with a low of negative 14. Yeah. Dude, that is not okay. Yeah, for the first of November. 
<laughs> what? The first yeah, week of November. Yeah. It's crazy too because like that'll be the temperature outside, but like wind chill, wind chill can be negative thirty and blowing at forty miles an hour, so it's way colder. Yeah, dude, that's insane. I mean, Monday here is gonna be sixty-two. <laughs> that is I can't even like fathom I don't know well I mean to be fair like this summer was awesome yeah the summer I think it rained for two hours all summer Jeez. And, and it was anywhere from like 70 to 100 degrees um October it was probably 60 65 and sunny every day. Well, that's not bad. So, I mean, you take the good with the bad. Like the winter it's it's going to, we're pretty much in Canada. It's going to be cold mm-hmm. and everything, but it's definitely a yin and a yang because the summer it had was awesome yeah. weather-wise. I mean, you can't beat it. Yeah. And it was light out till 11 o'clock at night. Damn. So you get, I mean, that almost, like, you get off work and you almost have a whole day off. No kidding. That's crazy. Yeah, so pretty cool. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's not too cool so that when February comes, you actually come back. (laughs) Right on. Well, I'm not going to have a job in February, so... Good. They, they only hire uh, contractors for a year. Oh, okay. So it's, it's like... like, yeah. So I, I mean, everything's going great at work, but they, after a year, it's you're just done. So okay, you can come yeah. back to Ohio and be like Brian. Well, I don't have a job. <laughs> I'm homeless. Yeah, I'm homeless, but I have a Corvette. <laughs> I have a Corvette. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and a Datsun. Oh, and a sailboat. <laughs> a couple sailboats. Yeah. Now he's got, like, a rental house and all this other stuff. Like, it's so funny. Yeah. Stocks. Stocks. I don't know either, but okay. I would A wristwatch. Oh, <laughs> guaranteed. Guaranteed. He's checking his watch while he's sailing. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, dude, I miss riding with him, though. Oh, yeah, I miss Brian. I'm psyched that uh, for the new kid and everything for him. That's that's a cool new chapter he's embarking on. Yeah. Yep. It's, he's definitely going to be a good dad, that's for sure. For sure. The way he, the way he is as a person. His demeanor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Solid dude there. I agree. Uh, so how much do you miss Worcester Skate Park? <laughs> I miss it a lot. It's... Me and Rhiannon have talked about this, and pretty extensive. Like, it, there's really something to say about having something close by that you not only enjoy, but you can go to for either 15 minutes or three hours uh-huh. you know, like uh, because 
there i mean like out here there are some good parks like the parks the concrete parks are better than anything ohio has by far like by far but you gotta commit to a two three hour drive sometimes and especially with working and kids that's not an option most weeks right but having a place like worcester where it's fun you can do tricks like you can just go and start riding like for even 15 minutes on a wednesday is incredible you know yeah yeah i mean that's the way you have that's the way you rode too there's just random like oh i'm going to the park for an hour if you can go yeah and i mean that's kind of how you have to do it when you're juggling different things and like when markham was out here we were riding shelby skate park and it's uh evergreen built the park it's definitely more skateboard oriented and uh markham's just i probably mentioned it last time we talked uh just doing all these different lines and stuff and loving it and i was like yeah i don't really like this park <laughs> and he's he's like why he's like there's so much different stuff you can do like so many nuances and i was like yeah but i'm, I'm kind of more the person who likes to go to like a park and just do tricks yeah like like markham likes to do lines yeah and like be like find like use his creativity in that way and like i feel like people like me and you are more geared to like using our creativity and actual tricks combinations like that way and i think that is a product of worcester park oh. is worcester, worcester i mean there's really not too many lines but, yeah. but like you have a four foot quarter with and you can do anything on it yeah you know like so it, it kind of breeds that the hip yeah the, i mean even the pyramid like yeah. it's a straightforward ramp this is the use for it and you got to find different ways to be creative on a straightforward ramp i think that's why everybody got so good i mean when you look at the people who rode at worcester park like in the height of at least what I remember, everyone was really good. Yeah. Well, that's the one thing. I think uh, No Shirt Kid said at one time, uh, we were riding, I think it was a concrete park, and I don't know who was all there. There's a couple of people from Worcester, and he said, like, it's crazy that you guys are good at Worcester Park, but can also ride other parks and do tricks. And I was like, I think that's just because everybody got like their tricks so dialed in at Worcester mm-hmm. that swing it on at a different park on a different obstacle was definitely a challenge, you know. Like, like if Joey Greenwald can nose pick the four foot quarter with his eyes closed, he can obviously do it on an eight foot quarter. It'll yeah. be a little bit scarier, but it's still a progression. But he can still do that trick, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that, and uh, also what I attribute it to is the age gap between the different generations. The fact that between my generation, like me and little JT, and you is like four or five, however many years, and when we started riding, you guys had already been riding for a long time and were oh. good, so both of us 
we're like, oh man, we're riding. And there's like only a few of us. So we're riding only with people who are already good. Naturally, you're just going to start trying stuff that they're trying. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And same thing, uh, like with me, Ricky, I include Jake in that too, is like when I know I'm a little older than them, but we were, you know, coming up same time and going to the park and seeing Markham, uh, Kevin, mm-hmm. Joey, uh, Pickens, Joe Fuller, just murdering it. And you're, you're, you're interested enough to be at the park. Then you see that next level and you want to get up to that level. Yep. I mean, yeah. literally dude. And this, I love that this is where this is going. Cause I wanted to ask you about stuff like this for a long time, but the first time I ever went to the skate park to actually ride, I filmed a clip of you doing a 270 over a hip or over the hip, then three in the spine, then doing a bar to fakie uh, out of the next quarter. And just, I can remember afterwards in the clip, I just go, awesome. <laughs> and, and that's what it was because there were so many people there that day whenever I went that it was just, that was it. It was over. There was nothing else ever again. Yeah. And uh, what I wanted to ask you, because I don't think I've ever asked you about this, was uh, what you remember of, like, me from before we started making videos and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. My first memory of you is being at the park with uh, one of those uh little silver digital cameras where mm-hmm. you could go yeah. the lens would come out yep and you filming uh i think you had that black fit with green wheels yep and i remember i remember riding with you several times there not really talking that much to you and I feel like uh, the first time that I really remember, like, uh, talking to you, well, not talking to you, but, like, um, uh, one of the, the most distinct memories I have is, like, I think it's the first clip of you I filmed. You asked me to film... Uh, the big gap, the one that Kevin did. Oh, for the video? Yeah. Okay. And the first time you jumped it, I think you ate shit. I bailed. You bailed. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you came back around. And uh, I don't know if you can hear me say it in the clip or, or not. Or 16. You say yeah. that's what you can hear in you, the clip. You, yeah, you because didn't you have a weird gear ratio? Uh, at that time, I was probably still running 25.9. Yeah, and I remember, like, as you were pedaling, like, uh, you having to pedal really, really fast. Mm-hmm. And I think you said something like, I'm going to take another crank. And I, I, and I remember being like, we're 16. Mm. And then you hold it. And just my mind was just, like, blown. And that was the same time that uh, you started doing uh, all the tricks on the hips. Oh. Do you remember when you were going through that hip phase? Yeah. And- like the one-hander, one-footers. I think you were tucking it then. Yeah, I, I used to tuck them. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say those were my first. One-foot T-bog. That was one yeah. I remember you being like, damn. 
Well, that's a good trick. That's a really good trick. Thanks. Especially over the hip. I mean, and for you to be as young as you were, like that's that's good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I've always been curious about this, but never remembered to ask it when we were actually talking until right now. Like I've been meaning to ask about this for a long time because even before that, I filmed that whole full-length video. Like what? The full-length video that had the Jennifer no, Lopez I, song? No, that, I remember. That was before you started filming. Because I in that video had just at that like there's a lot of clips in that video of me on the fit. And yeah. then I just got the Stairmaster in the last two clips of that video because I just gotten it. And then I'm on the Stairmaster in the the big gap that I did. So it was like right on the edge there. And I like I filmed an entire edit for you at Worcester Park or section of that video without even really like I feel like we didn't even really talk or anything. I just like filmed you. I know. Well, that was a funny thing is because that happened. And I would also say, like, uh, I don't know if you, you said anything to me either, but I felt like uh, that was almost kind of how the scene was because mm. I remember seeing like little JT. Uh, whenever they moved it from Rebecca Street down to where it is now, mm -hmm. the city put on a contest. And li Little JT was there at that contest on a mountain bike. Whoa. And uh, he was, I mean, he was little. Yeah. And he was jumping from the spine to the box. And I think, I think that might have been the first time I saw James, too. Damn. But I remember, I mean, you also got to keep in mind like the age difference right exactly because, because if i mean if i was fifth if i was 20 you would have been what 15 dude 14? i was literally when i was making this video let me just like i'm gonna pull it up just so i can see the context clues to remind myself because i this was so long ago that i can't remember exactly everything uh i'm pretty sure i would have been like 15 at that point so yeah and that was I mean, how old are you now i forget <laughs> 36 you're yeah so i mean you're literally seven years older than me so oh so you yeah you've been in your 20s already yeah and so, i was just a little kid filming on a point and shoot camera at the skate park at that point see and i think that my that's uh that's also part of where like uh when you're riding you know and that with the age difference like that like mm -hmm. like I, I just don't feel like i mean i guess i'm trying not to sound like an asshole but uh normally at least for me you don't go up to younger kids and be like hey you know i'm sponge i have a full-time job <laughs> like you know what i mean like i don't think that sounds like being an asshole at all i think it's just like a little weird if that just happens and like the older person isn't usually the one initiating the conversation it's the younger person going up to like even today at Ray's when I go up there and little kids are there and stuff I'm not like 
going up and talking to a little kid. I'm like, <laughs> if they want to talk to me, that's cool. But like, definitely. Yeah, the, did I ever tell you about uh, the first time meeting Ricky? No. This, this this plays along with what we're talking about. That's the only reason I bring it up. So uh, at Worcester uh, Skate Park on Rebecca Street, I was doing something over the box, mm-hmm. and uh, I bailed, and my pedal just shatters. And uh, I'm bummed. I think I was 17 at the time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, got to go back home. Session's done. And then uh, Ricky, he had a bright orange specialized bike. It was like a race bike. Nice. And, and he was like, hey, Sponge. That's literally <laughs> how he talked. And uh, I was I was like, hey, you know, whatever. And he's like, I have another set of pedals at home. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, all right. And he's like, you know, you can have them if you want. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I'll take them. And he's like all right, let's go pick him up from my house. And he was like, <laughs> like, I don't know, 11 or 12. Yeah. And I was like, I remember being like, Oh my gosh. All right. This is how bad I wanted to ride, you know? Uh-huh. So I'm like, all right, man. So, uh, I give him a ride to his house. We go to his house. And his mom, Layla is there. And I remember just being so uncomfortable. And he's like, come on in, you know, and everything. So go inside. He introduces me to his mom. She is so sweet. I mean, she's a beautiful human being. And she's like, oh, so you're a sponge. And <laughs> she had, like, no problem that I was driving her, like, 11 or 12-year-old son around town yeah. in a station wagon. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's just funny, you know. Oh, for sure. I'm... Uh... What I was going to say about Ricky before, too, when you're talking about the whole, like, not really talking to each other a lot thing. is like, Yeah. What I remember of Ricky is him just showing up to the skate park, having his headphones in, stretching, riding, not talking to anybody, and then just, like, leaving. Yeah. That's my memory. Because I, I feel like I can remember a couple times, like, trying to talk to him, and he has his headphones in, so he either just didn't hear or whatever. So it's like... Is listening to AFI, I'm sure. Whatever it was, and oh, I'm sure it was. <laughs> and I don't know. It's just wild to think about how all that stuff went down. Like I'm clicking through this video right now. This is from 2009. So in 2009, how old would I have been? I was just starting to drive. I think 16. Yeah, and. I did have the Stairmaster for most of this. I was confusing it with a different video. So it was the in the evolution of things, trying to think this through. I filmed this with a point-and-shoot camera, and I think maybe me filming you with this might have been, like, the catalyst to us, like, starting to talk. Because I filmed Big JT and Ricky for it, too. And then you, sometime after this, you got a real camera. Oh yeah, and and then you filming with that camera, unless like us talking, made me get a camera because I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much better than what I was using because I was I filmed a couple things with it for you, I think. Well, I I think, I really think, I mean, if 
unless memory doesn't serve me right, I think what got us talking was you asking me to film you. I wouldn't because, be surprised. Because I, I knew that you guys were doing that video because Jake talked about it. Jake was all excited about, oh, we're working on this 691 video. And I I know I remember being like, yeah, I, uh, I want to be a part of this. Like, I want to be involved. Yeah. Which is funny, too, because I remember uh, literally going through the same thing. Like, I remember when the skate park was on Rebecca Street, like, being there. And I remember uh, one time Joe Fuller came and he had a Cadillac and he had his bike on the back and I was there riding and I was the only one there. Actually, I think Ben Morrison might have been there too, skating. And uh, he like came and looked and saw that it was just the two of us and then he left. <laughs> and I remembered being so bummed, like, what? Who comes to the skate park and doesn't ride? Yeah. And that and then also Markham and Joey were so, like they were peas and carrots at the time. And like Ke- that was when Kevin was blowing up and they would come to the park and those three would ride and uh, Dan would be there and just, you know, like, like just didn't talk to me, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, it's so, it's so funny how that is. Cause I think at that time I was even older than Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, that dude incredibly talented at riding bikes incredible uh it's so crazy to hear that and think about that and then also think about things in the context of how they are right now at the park because there was a period there in the mid 2000s to like 2013 or right no right whenever i left for school so it would have been like 2011 or 12 between when i started riding and then everybody was just tight and friends skateboarders riders everyone was stoked and hanging out with each other and talking because uh that one skateboard kid with the red hair when i was at the park with jt right before i left i was just riding for a second and uh i went to get my bag and stuff and he's like you you can skate can't you like like what (laughs) like what are you talking about and he's like the way you ride your bike and use your legs, you're probably good at skateboarding, aren't you? And I was like caught off guard. I was like, I don't know how to answer this right now. This is weird. I was like, I mean, I, I guess I can drop in, like go to the spine and stuff. And he's like, I could tell. And then, and he was just asking about it and stuff. And I was like, man, like whenever I started riding, all of us used to just end up on skateboards because the people who were skating wanted to ride our bikes. Right. And, and well, th- think, like Kane. Yeah. Um, yeah, Zach. Like, I remember when Kane used to just borrow my bike and just shred it. You mm-hmm. know, he made it through the trails. Ledger would he would ride. Oh, Ledger, yeah. Kane's like the biggest example of that. Just in that he literally jumped everything at the trails that year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just think about that in comparison to today, where there's like hardly anyone that rides down there anymore and the skateboarders who are there just kind of go around and have fun and i look at them and i think about the age that they're at and then i compare it to how it was whenever i was that age and people like brandon and zach and tommy tommy was just a little bit older but within that era of that time period 
how good everyone was at skateboarding. Like, yeah. it was insane some of the stuff they were doing on a daily basis at this little skate park. Oh, for sure. I had no idea about it until I saw, like, kids at the same age today and what they do when they're at the park. It's wild, isn't it? It's so insane. These, I mean, and then I compare that to, like, the little, the Orville kids. The Orville kids are incredible in the same way that, like, the people around my, like, me and little JT and those guys, like, how we progressed really fast because of the older dudes that were around us. It's the same thing for the Orville kids now. Like That's wild. It's wild to see. Yeah, like Dylan foofing the sub rail and doing backflips and just he's progressing really quickly. Mm-hmm. The way they all ride trails. Yeah. Yeah, it, well, it's so funny, too, like how, um, as far as 691 goes, how how close you can live together and have no idea who people are mm-hmm. like big JT. Uh, he was literally like a myth and a legend when I was first started riding bikes. No way. Oh, 100%. That's so cool to hear. <laughs> Dude. I, I honestly, Man, I'm trying to think of the first time I saw him. Um, but I remember being at the skate park and funny, like Joey would always talk to me. It is just me and Joey at the park mm-hmm. when we first started riding and stuff. And I remember him telling me about Big JT or this guy, J- JT. I mean, it's just JT at the time. Yeah. And he's like, there's this dude over by, like, West Salem, somewhere area. He's like, I'm not really sure who he is, but I saw him at Changa. And I saw him do, like, a Superman to a tire tap on the sub box at Changa in the five-foot mini. And on the way back end, nose case and just (laughs) on the flat bottom. And then he got right back up and did it again and pulled it oh and my like God. just riding like like by himself or something and uh uh then uh there did you ever meet Braden Doty no from Apple Creek uh-uh. well you know Brad Doty that name sounds familiar he's a famous sprint car driver who lives in town okay uh it's his son um Braden even knew uh, Big JT and would like tell me about him. I think it had something to do with the trails. And like you hear all this stuff, it's probably two years that you hear stories and then finally meet the person and just awesome. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I got pictures up that I'm going through with Big JT right now. Do you have the 360? The one onto the sprocket? Yeah. I'd have to look for it. Oh. It's on a hard drive somewhere. I'm just pulling up like pictures that I have from filming him at the skate park. All these times, dude. Like, it blows my mind even more so. Like how he treated me. Looking back, of uh, all this, <laughs> somebody's bringing up the big JT for president thing that you have behind you. I don't want to get political, but <laughs> he's got my vote. 
Yeah. He's getting written in for sure. Dude. But just like looking back on it with everything you're saying and thinking about how like Big JT literally used to pick me up from school to take me to the trails. Like he would go get, we'd go get my bike. We'd, then we'd go to the trails and we'd ride. And there's times he picked me up one day randomly one morning and was like, let's load up your car. I'm paying for the gas, but we're going on a BMX adventure. And then we drove to a little, what was first? I think we drove to Akron, then Alliance, then New Philly. Yeah, that was the order. All in one day. day. Yeah. And I'll just put up the pictures while I'm talking about it. But like In the Civic? No, in my car. Oh, your car. Yeah. Uh, But he paid for all the gas, and we went to all these parks, and Big JT was Big JT, and he was shredding every single place we went. And... I didn't realize how amazing he was until this at this point in my life because I had no idea. I mean, the dude literally tried to 90 the hip at Alliance from the quarter to the giant wedge, like six foot above the quarter. That's the yeah. picture, right? That's on there right behind me. It's just – and then 316 the big spine at New Philly in the dark – Superman in the box. <laughs> like, there's this picture right where he threw that spine. It's just... That's a big spine. Dude, I wouldn't three that spine. And it's so slick. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. And and then I got all these pictures. Like, you remember when I uh, brought the big camera that my parents bought to the park and just took pictures with it? Mm-hmm. I got all these pictures like you doing a saran wrap foot jam and stuff. But I took pictures of Big JT that night too. Might have been might not have been the same night, but there's this picture. I wonder if I can put this in to the chat for you to see it. Yeah. So I don't know if you're gonna be able to see that on your computer or not. Oh yeah. That one footed oh. table that he did. How yeah. do you get that further? That's literally as far as you can possibly go without losing it. Oh, look at his left foot. Yeah, it's Under. falling off. Yeah, I had that picture. You sent me that picture like, I don't know, four years ago. And I had it saved on my phone for years and just would casually look at it sometimes. It's then, so insane. It's so insane. And he's like... He was doing 90 X-ups from the quarter to the wedge on that opposite far side. That's not yeah. all of them. There's more. There's a black and white one somewhere. Dude, just, I had no idea. Maybe it was this one. I don't know. I had no idea how amazing he really is and was at riding until Incredible. now in life. Yeah. yeah, dude. He's the best. It's so raw. For real. Yeah. Did I send you the picture of him breaking the crank at the trails? No. I, I probably didn't even tell you, did, did I? No, you told me he wrecked on that bar hump. Yeah, he broke a crank. Uh, let's see. Oh, No, I did. Oh, I sent the picture to little JT. I know that. 
so I can put it into our uh, thing. Yeah, little, he crashed on that bar hump and uh, broke the crank in the process. And little JT sent me pictures of the broken spindle. <laughs> so I just sent him back a picture of the, of him break, like when he's breaking it. I'll just put it in the, your chat here. He was killing it that day. Oh, I believe it. And then riding the park with him, I made him do ice pick with me. Like right how on. he used to just sit in ice picks. Yeah. And As you should. There. That is. I swear I might have sent you that. Oh, yeah, you sent me that one. Yeah, that was insane. So crazy. Well, I think a lot of it, like you saying, not uh, realizing it is because uh, so much of it at the time was just normal. Mm -hmm. I mean, like it was literally like so normal to see, you know, whether it was like James starting to whip and bar everything. Yeah, It was normal to see Ricky just be the best BMX rider on the like planet is normal to see little JT just going to the moon. Yeah. And like, just like all that stuff was, uh, just normal. And so like when you're surrounded by that, you, you know, don't really think anything of it because you have nothing else to really compare it to. Cause I mean, like, sure. Like we would always go to other parks and stuff, but how many times, would you go to the other parks with the same people? Yeah. And like, uh, think about evolution. Think about that one, uh, six, nine, one video you did at evolution mm -hmm. and how good that is. And just how everybody murdered it. And like, think about how normal it was to see Smithville Jake do 180 bar to half cab whip. Yeah. Like, or to go street riding with them and just see them like do legit, like something I mean, crazy. He just casually did that cement hop barrier hop oh yeah behind uh yeah and what i mean i when i stood up there was it over my head was it like a six foot drop to the landing yeah oh dude it was higher than that yeah and it was like bar height yeah so bar height hop and then like that big of a drop that's like, me and you would literally get murdered trying that. Oh, we dude, would I would die. case, and I would lose my teeth. Yeah, we would die. I'm going to just pull that up, because I can play it right now. Because yes, I know exactly do. where it's at. Uh, yeah, and I think that's that's where how I got to where I'm at, by riding with all you crazy people. Did I put that as the first clip? No, I didn't. Okay. There's no way. I got nervous for a second. I was like, did I really do that? Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Man, just looking at this with his hair, and he does that manual to bar, and oh, yeah. just cranks at it, and just... Foof. Yeah, okay, it might have been head height. I thought it was taller than that. Still, I mean, it's high. Yeah so insane yeah 
And when that's normal, that's normal. That's well. That's like uh, Rick. He did the, you know that um, gap behind the municipal gap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did. I think he did that by himself, and somebody just took a picture of it. Yeah, that's why we went back to film it with your camera that day when yeah. he crashed because oh. he did it and nobody like it wasn't filmed so we wanted to do it again yeah and like that's just the level that it was at and then like it'd be a a tuesday afternoon and you get sent that picture mm-hmm. and you're like what like like rick rick's riding today you know yeah i have a perfect like manifestation of this what we're trying to talk about when Brian moved here and I remember him distinctly at a session we were at one time riding be like do you ever have a chill session yeah. and I'm like I, I didn't really know what to me 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 being me I'm probably like no you know just whatever but like thinking about that I was like I didn't know anything else and that's what I think I took away from that is like I didn't know what that even meant because that's just the way it was forever. Yeah. Well, and not trying to be redundant, but getting back to like the age gap thing Mm -hmm. is like when I was like younger and really, really trying to progress, I was trying to catch up like with Markham and Joey and them. And then like, uh, all you guys started getting better and like I remember, it was probably about the same time around that Evo edit. Uh, I learned bar to ices on that eight foot quarter. Yeah. And then you guys made that edit, and little JT did one. <laughs> and I was like, man, I got like, I got like not only like do I got to catch up to these guys, I got to go even faster because they're <laughs> yeah they're you know like coming up behind me, and, you know. And I distinctly remember little JT just looking up to you and really just like wanting to do the stuff you were doing. I remember that being a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. And like, you know, like there's always a sense of uh, ego is the easiest word to put it. And probably is the truth. But then when someone's four years younger than you and like learning the tricks you're learning, Mm -hmm. you're like, damn, I got to keep, keep going, man. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. It's just motivation to try and, keep going at it yeah i I can't can't shy away from the fact that every time i see like younger kids getting into it because i have all the videos of myself growing up i use the videos of myself and knowing where i'm at now from those ages to gauge like where younger kids are at that are local riding wise like i watch the video of me when i'm 15 or 16 and i compare that to where like dylan and Connor are at to be like, okay, these kids are like, they got potential to be like incredibly good when they're my age because they're already doing stuff I wasn't even doing yet. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think that's, it's also very bonding because, oh, hang on one second. You're good. No worries. Or rush. Nice haircut, boys. Oh, Looking good. The kids got haircuts. What do we see? Like Such I'll be a, a little bit, guys. That these kids look up to you. They're doing their tricks. 
They love you. There's no, okay, here's a really great point. Do you still have your thought? I do. Okay, keep it going. But, okay, um, what I was going to say is, like, it gets back to, like, how when you are growing up and even becoming adults and still, like, progressing and, like, embarking on stuff together, mm-hmm. how, like, even relationships, they progress. Um, whether it's, I mean, easy, easy ones like me and your relationship, oh, yeah. but, like, even, like, now, like, uh, being able to hang out with, like, uh, I don't know, like, like, little JT with the kids and not riding. Right. So, you know, you have all this history, you know, um, you know, you, going through BMX and seeing each other fail, succeed, um, get highs, married, have kids, highs, lows, and all that. And it just, it seriously bonds you for forever. Yeah, man. You know, like yeah. how long has it been since Joey's ridden? And still, you know, he still stops terrible. at the skate park sometimes if he has time. Yeah, he still does that, still interested, still, mm-hmm. like, get text about something. Like, yeah. I mean, when DMC did that 360 in Columbia, we were just as stoked as anybody else. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it's, it's just cool. I And that's another thing of, like, not realizing the significance of things is, like, whenever we started filming videos together, I feel like it was just like a natural progression of that first video that you filmed and then I edited. Mm-hmm. And then we just started making videos together because we're always at the park together and always, I'm always filming. And yeah. I, I don't even know, do you know what sparked the first one? I don't know. Which one? The very first one that just you and I were in. The... From Street 2011. Video? No, the one where you did the overtooth at Changa and I did the Grizz Air oh. no-hander after the subrail foof. Um, oh man. I can't remember. I don't think there was a point. I think we were just riding. Yeah, I don't Because remember. that was right before you went to uh, school. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It was 2011, yeah. so I would have been graduating high school and getting ready to go down to school. No, I think that was... We did that, and I think we were just psyched on it. And then that's when... I don't really think there was a reason. Because then after that is, like, when we... Like, I was, I'd come down, and, like, we'd ride the flow, and we were doing that uh, underwear thing. Oh, I can see this. I, I see the natural progression in the videos. So there was the 691 edit. Then there was 691 goes to Canton, which was uh, very critically acclaimed <laughs> when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> because we were just stoked, not realizing that there was certain like uh, certain ways etiquette to if you're gonna you know do something like that when you're involved with a group of people uh but then right after that was the chill edit at worcester park oh yeah that i think is probably because i just filmed a video in one day or whatever however many days that was i think that might have been 
the beginning of it because in the Worcester, the chill edit is the ah. So we are already riding a lot at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I love hashing through the history of this stuff. Yeah, it's good. And the good, sure. uh, and after that one, whenever it got posted on the come up and stuff, I mean, it was just the stoke of making videos together became a thing. I think I think that was a big catalyst to it was I think just I mean I've always had fun doing it mm-hmm. but I feel like doing it and then being like oh other people are, are psyched on this too is like oh that's kind of cool mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah I rem- I distinctly remember sitting on the Lip Lord's quarter before it was the Lip Lord's quarter standing right there you were sitting on the other side in the corner of the guardrail and you're like saying how yeah it's pretty cool that Adam said that about our video on the come up or I don't remember exactly how you said it but I was like who? <laughs> and you're like the, the guy on the come up who posted our video like it was literally the guy that I sent the video to because I remember you being like, yeah, it's pretty cool that he said that because that guy watches a lot of videos. Yeah. And it was all, that was always like in, in the end result of like being done with a video, just being like, oh, these people who watch videos every day and post them, they're stoked. And like, that feels cool whenever you see someone who sees that much in BMX be excited about whatever you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then also just actually making them. Yeah. Well, I mean, making them, seeing some uh, goal mm-hmm. come and stuff is more rewarding than, like, a lot of times I feel like, at least me personally, give it credit. And then it takes, like, maybe a couple of years later, you reflect back on it. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, that's significant. Like, like the feeling. Right. Absolutely, man. Um, looking at, like, and that leads to Lip Lords pretty much directly. And one thing I'm excited for is finishing the video that we've started filming in 2019 or 20. The street video? Yeah, I wasn't going to say it. I guess that can tease it. The street video. We literally just need to end her. Yeah. Eh. It'll come. What if we... I'll just... I mean, I could say it because, I mean, whoever sees it will be excited if it happens. What if we both opposite ice picked the... uh, Or any street subrail. Even could be the one behind RKO. Did regular and opposite ice picks on it, like back to back. That'd be sick. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Because it's like basically all done filming wise, except for an ender. We'll get it. We'll get it in the spring. Hopefully. Yep. Lord willing. Double fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, do you need to get to the fam? Yeah, boys just got back from getting their haircuts. We're pretty excited about it. I need to go check it out. All right. Well, 
it's been a good chat and uh yeah dude hopefully you get to ride at least a little bit more before it'll be okay it's good it'll honestly when it's like even if it's like 25 and the sun's out it feels warmer than 25 so mm -hmm. well when you're used to seven <laughs> yeah no it, it'll get a lot colder than that um I don't, I don't know if I told you. I, I think Rhiannon has a like a screenshot, but last February she has a screenshot and the the temperature on her phone says negative fifty one. Oh my god! Yeah, dude. Okay, real quick. What's the biggest temperature shift that you've seen in one day this time? Uh, that you not, can think of. Not that big. Um, that I've seen. But uh, if I remember right, Cutbank did have the record, but then it got somewhere in the mountains, changed the record. But the previous record for Cutbank was like 70 degrees during the day, and it dropped down to like negative 10 at night. Dude. <laughs> and we think if I remember our right, it's something, it's something like that. It's like a 70 or 80 degree like swing in 24 hours wow yeah That's yeah it, it, it's was well, wild like we uh when i the first couple of days i was out here it was really cold mm -hmm. and uh i left the house to go get groceries and i came back you know hour later and the door where you or like the keyhole had frozen on my door and I had to call the landlord and he came with a hairdryer <laughs> and an extension cord and just had to hair dry it to open the door to our house wow yeah yeah, yeah I'm and, sure and that's not normal I mean it, it gets cold but it does it's, it'll warm up I mean you know we had plenty of 40 degree days and stuff like that too so it's but it, it when it gets cold it i i think it has to do with the wind because yeah the wind is like crazy relentless wind out there yeah in the summer it dies down a lot and that's another reason why it's so nice but in the winter like we're renting a a trailer a mobile home and when the wind blows like it gets a rocking I'll be thinking about you tomorrow when it's 73 and 40 mile an hour winds. And you got SBF on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, man. I'll let you get back to the fam. And uh, it was a fun chat. Yeah, it was a good time. We'll talk to you here soon, man. All right. See ya. Laters.